encounter is the encounter with the Holy Spirit. Say the encounter with the Holy Spirit. The encounter with the Holy Spirit is the only way you can become an apostolic. So just ask yourself within your heart, have you encountered the Holy Spirit? You've been in this church for several years. You've been in this church. You've been doing all sorts of things. But have you ever had an encounter with the Holy Spirit? And if you have never had that encounter within your soul, then I'm telling you, you are not an apostolic. Hallelujah. Then drop that title today. When they ask you, oh, what should you attend? Or who are you? Just say, uh, what should I be saying? I'm a church goer. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's look into the scriptures. We are taking our scripture from the book of Acts, chapter 10. Reading from verse 44 to 48. Acts, chapter 10, verse 44 to 48. Because of time, we'll cut everything short and move on. If you understand, the Holy Spirit will lead you. Hallelujah. Acts, chapter 4, Acts, chapter 10, verse 44 to 48. And I want someone to read to us in the in the tree and in the English version. Act chapter ten. What's it? Now Petro Gusun Reka Assem Yino. Kumbegu wanna what's it assem yina. Now Petro Gusun Reka and Sem Yino. No, continue to the 48, chapter 10, verse 48. <laughs> And I petro boa said, Obi bet to me as in so who quine say, One more ye num ah, when ya hun kun say, Yen arai yen arai esu. Na or share say, One more won esu eradidimu. And I was strain say, Aunt na won chain nan sendi. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter ten, verse forty four to forty eight. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that a gift of the Holy Spirit, it had been poured out even on Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, today, let me use this man, Cornelius, as my case study. Alright. So, you can understand these verses unless you start from the chapter, the, the verse 1. So, let me just uh, brief you on what happened from verse 1 to the last verse. There was this man in the Bible by name Cornelius. Cornelius was a man. Number one, Cornelius wasn't a Jew, but he was brought up in the Jewish way. 
Cornelius was a Gentile. And my research has even made me to understand that this man, Cornelius, was the first Gentile to encounter, to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This man, as we are talking about, is an Italian. A great man. When you read from verse 1, they say he's a captain of, he's a captain of the Italian band. And when we talk about a captain in the rank of the military, I don't know whether now still they use captain, but it's more or less like the general. So he wasn't just a mere man. And a captain to come down to the extent of believing in a Jewish religion is not something that you can just, it's not easy to be. Hallelujah. According to the scriptures, this man prays every day. He gives alms to the poor. He believes in the Jewish religion to the extent that he devoted all his time studying the Bible, praying, and doing all sorts of things. And then the scriptures made me understand that he's, he's very rich. He has everything. But there was a time he was praying. You see, when you are praying, it depends on what you are praying for, what you are yearning for. I can be praying for money, so God will give me money. I can be praying for uh, maybe the, the grace to travel abroad. So that's what I will pray for. But according to the Bible, Cornelius doesn't need any of these things. A captain, he has many people under him. He has many people under him as authority. And he's rich. So what does he need again? To be praying five times a day. How many times do you pray a day? How many times do you pray a day? You say, half, half a minute. God bless you. Hallelujah. But this man prays five times every day. Although he's a captain, and he has many people, you see, a captain, a general. When a general is passing by this street now, you see the convoy that will follow him. Security is tight. Money too is there. And he has authority and everything. Why should he be praying? But you see, he's yearning for something in his heart. He wants to have a direct relationship with God. And God answered him. Hallelujah. So, he was praying one afternoon and the Holy Spirit came to him. I will not say the Holy Spirit. God came to him and told him that he should send someone to Joppa. There is a man over there by name Peter. And when that man comes, he will tell him what he should do. That means his prayers are going to be answered. Hallelujah. Just send someone to that place. There is a man waiting and the same Holy Spirit confirmed me to Peter that someone will come to you and you must go. He had a vision first. And in the vision, he saw uh, something coming from heaven. Like, let me see, uh, 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 how, let me see a plate or a bowl coming from heaven with a lot of uh, animals inside. And you know, in the Jewish religion, number one, there are some kind of animals that they don't even get. You should even get closer to. And they were, the, they, were this, they were the kind of animals that were in it. Coming to Peter. So, look at it. Oh. Peter was bold to tell the voice that was telling him to cut them and eat. Although Peter was hungry then. That, no, I can't do it. He confirmed in his heart. Because according to the law, you must not even get closer to them. How more even eating them? 
But the voice said, what God has made clean is what? Is clean. Hallelujah. What God has purified is completely purified. It is he, the almighty God, who have the final say. So when they came to him and tell him that Cornelius is waiting for him, someone is waiting for him, he didn't even, even think about it twice because there was a confirmation. You see, when the, when the spirit speaks to you, there will be a confirmation. So he had it. Quickly, he stood up and then followed them. And when he went there, look at it all. Peter didn't go there to do anything. When he got there, Cornelius was not sitting alone. Cornelius was seated with his family. And this thing is significant. When you look, when a greater, when God is coming to uh, like rescue or rapture his people, mostly he rapture with the family. And then you can confirm from Genesis. From Genesis, all that happened. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about that today, so let me just keep it because of time. He was, they were seated with the family. And then Peter got there and then he started speaking. Who was he speaking about? He was speaking about Jesus Christ. How he came and was crucified. And then he ascended into heaven. And how he is going to, how he is a promised son or he's a promised savior. And as he was speaking, according to the scriptures, the Holy Spirit was, he fell on them. That was the end of Cornelius. Uh, that, was, that was the beginning of Cornelius' progress. Hallelujah. As Peter was speaking, now, what Cornelius was yearning for, which is the Holy Spirit, came upon them. And it made Cornelius the first Gentile to be what? To become an apostolic. And he was from Italy. I'm even expecting Italy to now be, it should have been, it should have been full with Christians, but somewhere along the way, I don't know what happens. Now when we talk about the Islams in, in Italy, it's far, far, far greater than any. Hallelujah. So now, let's look at Cornelius, before, Cornelius when he was, uh, before he made the, the Holy Spirit, what he has. I mentioned them already. I said he was a man of reputation and authority. Cornelius was a man of reputation and authority. Why? Because he was the captain of the Italian band. You're getting it. But this reputation and authority doesn't give him the access to, be, to, get, to get salvation or the Holy Spirit. I just want you to think about it. Your reputation or the authority you have, either in the church or outside the church, does not access you, does not give you the access to salvation. It will not grant you the, the permission to access the Holy Spirit or get the Holy Spirit. Number two, he was a devout man, a religious man, as we know. Someone who prays five times a day is not just a joke. Hallelujah. But that doesn't give him what? Salvation. He was a generous man. The Holy Spirit even confirmed when he was speaking to him that God has what? Heard. He said God has heard his prayers and has also received his authority or the love that he has to the poor by giving to the poor. So he gave to the poor and all sorts. But still he lacked something which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then the last one is he was a man of prayer. Cornelius was a man of prayer. But throughout all this, he lacked something. 
So in our era or in your time now, there are many things that you do that you might think when I do them, it means I have salvation. But it is not, the, it's not that way. You can come to church and you pray to God and you pray for money because you are devoted and you pray for money. You are activating the spirits of money and God will grant it to you. But that is not salvation. Hallelujah. You can pray and make so many miracles to happen. But that will not give you salvation. You will be in a higher rank. You can pray for God to favor you in your education to go higher and higher and higher and higher. And because such things are being done, you might think salvation is what? It's automatic. But it is not. According to the Bible, the only way one can have salvation is through what? The Holy Spirit. Do you believe with me? Hallelujah. Salvation comes only by what? The Holy Spirit. Now, let's read Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans 8 14. Romans chapter 8. We can, we can start from the verse 10. Okay, let me read. Romans chapter 8 verse 10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Just mark it over there, the 13. He said what? But if by the Spirit you, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Hallelujah. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I want you to repeat the number verse 14 with me. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And then country, you know, Let's read it to you, right? Hallelujah. But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? The sons of God. I am not saying it though. It's the scriptures. That as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? They are the sons of God. So which means, when you are in the church in any way, and you are not being led by the Spirit, irrespective of whatever you do, you are not the son of God. It's simple. He said, but as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You see, when God was giving the commandment to the Israelites, he gave the commandment and gave them the blessings after it. When you give, it shall be given unto you. When you help, you give to the poor. You'll be blessed. Hallelujah. But to become a son of God, it's only when you are being led by the Spirit. I just want to put that thing in our mind. So that 
when we are in church and then we are doing all sort of things, we should forget about anything we are going to get and then yearn for the Spirit of God. Because that is the only guarantee that will make us the sons of God. Hallelujah. He said, but as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I wish when you go home, you just read it and then meditate upon it. That it is the only spirit that will make you a son of God. So if there is anything that you will yearn for in this dispensation, if there is anything that me, I should yearn for at this time, then it's the spirit of God. Hallelujah. I will not go far. So since the Holy Spirit dwells in men and not among there is a need for every soul to get the apostolic encounter. The Holy Spirit doesn't dwell within men. Let me give you, in the Old Testament, there were some three kinds of people only who have the Holy Spirit. Number one, the kings. The kings, the priests, and the prophets. These were the three people who had the Holy Spirit then. The kings had the Holy Spirit, the prophet had it, and the priest. So, whenever you want to maybe hear from God, unless you consult these people, you can never hear from God unless you consult the king. The king, when he's been anointed by the priest, immediately the oil brings the Holy Spirit on him. So, he doesn't act as men again, but he acts as the what? The king. As the voice of God. So, that was when, why when the spirit departed from Saul, because he was going the wrong way. God tells you, God gives you the direction, do this. Then you go and do the otherwise. You see, there are some times that we do things that we might think they are from God. Because you think they are right. Saul went to war. And he conquered. As usual, that is what they do. When you conquer, you come and do sacrifice. And he also went and he was able to overcome them. Oh God, I thank you for making me overcome my enemies. So, I'm taking things from them to sacrifice unto you. But look, God gave him a direction that destroy everything. Destroy everything. That is, the spirit is, well, the spirit was with him. If it was a, a mere man, God would have pardoned him. But he was a man who was carrying the spirit. And God gave him a direction that do this. And to him, he feel like, oh, God, God loves sacrifice. So this is time for me to do a sacrifice. And he also went for it and then came a sacrifice unto God. He did it. But God was so much angry with him. That was when he said what? Obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. So, when the spirit departed from Saul, Saul became just what? A mere man. And that was when he was desperate and then have to go and consult that medium. It's also a question back over there. Hallelujah. So, Saul was having the spirit then, but then the spirit departed from him. And then, the king, the, 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 how do you call it, the prophets, were also having the spirit then. So, whenever they need a direction, they go to them. There are many of the kings, they consult the prophet for a direction. But glory be to God that after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he made a spirit to us to descend onto the earth. Now, the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell within men, but he dwells in men. So, that means it is not only the pastor who have access to the Holy Spirit. It is not only the prophet who have access to the Holy Spirit. In fact, 
The prophet has an access to the Holy Spirit, but the prophet must give you a confirmation of what you have within you already. Hallelujah. The prophet needs to give you a confirmation. So if a prophet should come and tell me that I will travel abroad, if I'm a prayerful man, I should feel within me the edge. Or the spirit should even tell me within me that I must travel abroad. So that when the prophet comes, he's just coming to give, he's just coming to give me what? A confirmation. And I give glory to God. Hallelujah. So now the spirit dwelleth in us. And the spirit directs us in everything that we must do. But the problem we have now is that the devil is trying to drift. The, the devil is trying to direct us. To misdirect us. To rather be thinking about the, the, the things we can get. Or the things we can do with the flesh. And the ability within us. And that is what some churches are preaching. The ability that is within us. What you can do. The zeal within you. And what you can be able to what? He said, you should do this and it will activate this and blah, 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 blah. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, when you move with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will direct you into everything. He said, but as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? The sons of God. And a son of God must get everything. A, must, a son of God has access to everything. So, when we focus and we yearn for the Holy Spirit, everything that we need, we, we, we will be able to do what? To get it. Hallelujah. So, my brothers and sisters, I'm giving you and I'm encouraging you that if there is anything that we should yearn for, if there is anything that we need in our life now, then it is for us to cry and wait and yearn for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The reason why you start a business and maybe it is not going the way you want is because you don't consult the Holy Spirit. The reason why you try all waters, you try everything before you get one is because you don't consult the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. According to Acts, the apostles that we know does not move by their will. Oh, today I feel like going to, uh, uh, how do we call it? The near town to preach. Hallelujah. They don't just move in that direction. They consult the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives them direction and confirmation that go before they go. But today we try to make it look like we can do everything on ourselves. And then at the end of the day, we face so many challenges. But I'm telling you, when we focus and then move our lives to the Holy Spirit, and we allow the Holy Spirit to direct our ways, there will be no darkness within us. Hallelujah. And we are going to be blessed. Hallelujah. This morning, may God bless you. May God grant you the power to access the Holy Spirit. And everything that you need in life, you shall get in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. He's done it on the dots.